depth is going to be great. I think Sean took this job knowing in all likelihood Russ probably won't see the duration of this contract and there's going to be a divorce. We'll see what we have in your number one. But if it doesn't really turn the page drastically and it was so bad and so ugly last year, then we'll find a way to get out of this deal. Because look at it. He gave up on him. The moment you go to the player and you say, take this clause out of your contract or we're benching you, you are setting up. That is the appetizer for we are getting rid of you. Even if you listen, we are going to get rid of you. Because even if Russ takes that injury guarantee clause out of his contract, they're moving on from him anyway after this year. So they set the stage that quickly to get rid of him. And then Russ won a few more games. And they're like, oh, we got to wait until we go below 500. Okay, we did that. All right, let's pull uh, Russell Wilson. So I don't buy that. I'm not giving Sean Payton the uh, benefit of the doubt that he went into this like, oh, it's all great. And then it was like, oh, man, I was just wrong on that. All right, it is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. I'll just say one more thing that uh, Russ uh, did pass along here in that press conference. Sorry. The McFarland Show, broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. That's true. Also broadcasting live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Final show of 2023. And then we'll talk to you guys in 24. Darren and Justin here with you. Brad's at it tonight on the road up in Detroit to take on the Red Wings. Let's bring in Emma Lincoln. Tell you what she's up to. These days. Well, she's still covering the Preds, but uh, you can find her work in a different place. Emma, how are we doing? I'm good. It's good to talk to you guys. It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, tell everybody where you're, uh, where they can find your work now covering the Predators. Well, you can still find it on my social media at uh, Emma underscore Lingen, but I'm now covering the team for the Hockey Writers. Uh, so it's thehockeywriters.com, and you can find them uh, on social media as well. Outstanding. Um, so the tough, tough couple games here in this stretch. Obviously, they couldn't stay out of the box, gave up too many power play goals against Carolina after a wild one in Raleigh like a week prior. But uh, obviously, the Dallas loss mm. was a, a real, real heartbreaker i mean you i give still up, can't believe that i know two goals in 15 seconds that's just brutal and you come away with no points but sitting here 35 games in 19 and 16 overall thoughts on this year's team to this point yeah i think you know like you said tough couple of losses and you you want to hope that those losses don't become a pattern here at this point but i think Overall, you have to kind of look at this season as a success at this point because, you know, for a team that maybe didn't have the highest expectations coming into the season, I mean, they started 5-10, and 10, you know, to be sitting above 500, 35 games in at this point, almost halfway through the season. I mean, I think you really have to look at it as a success. Is this what they are? Do you think they've overachieved? Do you think they've underachieved? Like, what, what do you think they are, this, again, 35 games? I know they like to do the kind of the quarter pole in hockey in an 82-game season. So they're past the first quarter pole. So, you know, overall, do you think this is what they're – can they sustain this level of success? Or, you know, how, how do you see this team – hockey season's a long season. How do you see them, I guess, trying to – in this next body of work, this next 
quarter pole? What do you, what do you see? Well, it is a long season, like you said, and I, I wish that I had a crystal ball. You know, I think that there's so much about this team that has surprised us in terms of maybe certain players overperforming their expectations, but then there have also been certain players who have underperformed. And I think you just kind of have to have an open mind looking forward. You know, I, like I said, I think you have to look at the first quarter uh, into almost the first half as a success for this team. But, you know, so much of that is, can it be sustained over the, you know, the course of a full 82 game season? I mean, I think a lot of that is going to have to do with, can guys stay healthy? A lot of it is going to have to do with, you know, there's, there's certainly reason to believe that they can sustain this. You know, it seems like obviously they got off to a very slow start, five and 10. And then these last couple losses have not been great. And kind of like you said, for different reasons. I mean, you have, you can't give up two goals in the final 13 seconds of a game and not at least take it to overtime. And then you also can't give up three power play goals and expect to win. So those are certainly some, some areas to work on. And there may be growing pains that, uh, we had hoped that would be in the past at this point, but you know I think there's there's a lot to be excited about for this team, and and you know that's kind of the beauty of having low expectations coming into the season is that you know right now they're overperforming, um, and you know if it if it turns out to not end in the playoffs, then okay, you know that wasn't necessarily the expectation at the start of this year. So I think you know it'll be interesting to see. Um, if certain guys who are hot right now, if they can stay hot, um, and then other guys, you know, maybe they can get hot and if that timing kind of works out, uh, you know, and then always, they always have the, the standard of, you know, just excellent goaltending on this team. And so that's always something that they can fall back on. But, um, you know, I think it'll, it'll be interesting to see, to say the least. Who's a, who's a guy or two that you think they'd like to see? get hot as you, as you just said somebody that you know start kind of kicking in gear who where where would you where would you start with that well i would start i think uh cody glass is one that you know obviously he had a career year last year uh set career highs in in pretty much every offensive category he you know it was his first full season at the NHL level and he you know for him remarkably was able to stay healthy for for most of it which is you know certainly something that has been an issue for him in the past and and we've seen it already now less than halfway into the year he's been on IR twice for two different injuries and so that's you know I'm sure contributing to his slow start um you know I think that's a guy that there were a lot of high expectations for uh, after last year that, you know, now I think he still only has two points um, through through the first half of the season, uh, the first half that's been plagued by injuries, like I said. So I think that's one, you know, if he is really going to, you know, be part of that depth they have at center, uh, I, I think, you know, you'd like to see him start to produce a little bit more on offense. And, um, you know, even I'd maybe put Yuso Parson in, in the same category. I think that he is, you know, he's had a little bit more success on the score sheet than Glass has so far this season. And obviously he's been able to stay healthy for longer. But, um, you know, he's a guy you'd maybe like to see a little bit more from, especially after last year. Um, so I think those are two guys, you know, maybe depth 
forwards that you'd maybe like to see a little bit more from to kind of help get the offense going. Yeah, I, I, especially on the, the Parson in front. I, I'm with you. I, I I know they had, they, you know, they, they think highly of him, and so I'm sure they're a little perplexed on his production level. Uh, he's been able to stay healthy, and his production levels just is not, I think, where everybody thought it would be. Uh, we got to see Askarov come in there in the final period against Carolina. I mean, the future's right. The first time he's ever been in a regular season game at Bridgestone Arena. He had had one NHL start, I believe it was in Montreal for the for the Preds. And so a chance for the, the home team crowd to, to see a scar off. He's a, a guy that's a first-round pick. The future's bright. He's still young. How do you think Barry Trotz ultimately is going to handle the goaltender situation, you know, for the next several years, in your opinion? Oof. That is, you know, certainly a, a decision uh, or a process that I don't envy on, on Barry's part. I think that it's going to depend on a few things, uh, namely being, you know, well, first of all, let me say the last thing you want to do, because I think one of the worst things you can do in this league is to rush a goalie before he's ready. And so, you know, I know there's been a lot of excitement. Oh, Askarov, Askarov, you know, he's doing great. We want to see him. Uh, you know, the NHL is a tough league. It's the toughest league in the world. It's not kind to goalies, especially today's game with so much offense. And I think that, you know, like I said, the last thing you want to do is rush a goalie to the NHL before he's ready. That being said, I think there are some other factors at play. I think a lot is a lot of it is going to have to do with what happens to Kevin Lankinen this year. Um, he is on a one-year deal. He's been really an excellent backup for Nashville, in my opinion, over the last season and a half. I mean, he's been very reliable. Um, you know, he's set a couple career highs for himself even last year. And, you know, I think he's proving the type of goalie that he can be. And, you know, for for Linky, I think, like, really most younger goalies in this league the goal is to be a full-time starter and I think that's what Lankinen wants to be and I think he understands that he's not going to be that um, in Nashville when you've got UC Saros ahead of you so I think that a lot will kind of depend on what happens here with Lankinen you know in the the final year of his contract if you know he obviously he's kind of proven himself and he's got pretty high trade value I would think you know for a team that really needs a goalie, a good, reliable goalie um, who works really hard and, and always has a positive attitude as well. So, you know, if you can get something good for him at the trade deadline and, you know, maybe that sort of expedites a star of getting up to the NHL level, then, you know, you that that's something that's a possibility. Or maybe you sign Lincoln in another year. You know, I'm sure that's probably not something – that he wants or that the team would necessarily want to keep signing these, you know, short-term deals. But it's really going to depend, I think, on the trade market this year and, and you know, what happens with Askarov's development at the AHL level as well. Philip Forsberg has been everything that a superstar should be for this franchise uh, this year. He's leading the team in points and goals and assists. Are, are we seeing the benefit of him fully healthy, Emma? Oh, absolutely. I think you're seeing the benefit of him fully healthy and playing with, you know, quality line mates 
in in Ryan O'Reilly and Gus Nyquist. I think you're seeing those guys really kind of bring out other facets to Forsberg's game. You know, Phil has always been a goal scorer. That's what he's been known for. But I think now you're starting to see that he's not just the play finisher, but he can also be a playmaker. And he can dish out those assists and get them to, to O'Reilly or Nyquist or whoever it is. And I, I think that you're they have kind of unlocked another level of his game, you know, a level that I, I think was always there. It just maybe, you know, he didn't have as much of an opportunity to use it. And and like you said, I think in this league um, and, and for this team, especially in the way that they're going about this sort of competitive rebuild, if you want to call it that, is you, know, you need your stars to be stars. And that Philip Forsberg is one of those. UC Saros is the other, uh, and along with Roman Yossi on the blue line. And I think we're seeing that really from all three of them, uh, which is really what the Predators need in order to stay competitive. You talked about Ryan O'Reilly, and, and uh, O'Reilly rather, and that was my next question, is uh, – the addition of him, it would seem like he's been the biggest addition. And Darren correctly called it uh, when the season started that he was the most intrigued by Ryan O'Reilly, uh, O'Reilly, if I can say it correctly today, um, and his addition to this to this team. W- what has he brought that's been so valuable? Oh, I think he's brought so much. I mean, he's been obviously he's one of the best playmaking centers in in the NHL. Um, he's an incredibly smart and cerebral player, just the way that he sees the game. It's unlike a lot of other players in this league. And then he's got, you know, a thousand games of NHL experience under his belt, which is pretty remarkable for someone who's still relatively young as he is. Um, so, you know, he's durable. He's got longevity. He's got experience. And I think a big part of what he's brought to this team is kind of the the intangible stuff, the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, he's a huge leader, you know, he's a big voice in the room. He, you know, at practices, at skates, he's always one of the first guys out there and one of the last guys off the ice, which is something that you don't necessarily see from a lot of veterans, uh, you know, because they don't necessarily have to prove themselves at this point, you know, especially him. He's like, I've played a thousand games. What do I need to prove? But, you know, he's out there constantly trying to get better and working on skills you know, very fundamental stuff. And I think for a team with a lot of younger guys, they see that and they really follow that example, which has been, you know, really helpful for for this team as a whole, which is maybe something that you don't necessarily see uh, since it's more behind the scenes stuff. But I think he's brought so much value to this team and really, like I said, in more ways than one. Okay, let me get to the to the elephant in my room anyway, and that is the the two goals the other night against Dallas. I know they've played another whole game since then. I know, I know, I know. I, I can't get over it. I keep every time I see them, I'm thinking about. It. And if I'm thinking about it, you know, I, I'm sure there's a part of them somewhere. Those are the kind of losses, Emma, that that maybe hopefully doesn't haunt you too much. But you, you got to try to get that get that out of your system somewhere. You see Soros, I mean, is, is was he sick after the game? Like, can you just describe the atmosphere if you were if you were there in the locker room that night after that loss? I think that, you know, to maybe as a counterpoint, I think that loss should haunt them a little bit. Uh, hmm. You really don't want to lose games like that. I mean, obviously you can't let it, you know, control you or hang over you for too long, but you can't give up two goals in the final 13 seconds 
and expect to win and, you know, and not even take the game to overtime, not even get a point out of it. I mean, especially they were up, what, 2 nothing at the start of the third? I think that it's it's unacceptable. It's the stuff nightmares are made of, Emma. It's nightmare. Like, yeah. you have nightmares <laughs> that aren't that bad as a player. Like, they're nightmares. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it felt like a nightmare when you're watching it. You're like, what in the world just happened? I mean, granted, and to give credit where it's due to Dallas, I mean, they are an incredibly talented team, incredibly deep team. Um, you know, and, and they were going to be a challenge. The Predators were not expected to win that game. Um, but, you know, it was expected to be a competitive game. Um, and nothing about that game, including the fact that the Preds were up to nothing at one point, went how anyone would have expected, I don't think. But, you know, that, that points to a team like Dallas that just shows you you cannot let your foot off the gas for even 13 seconds because look what they're going to do. You know, I think it's, you, you have to understand that, you know, there's, there are no, no points, no games, like nothing is going to be handed to you. Nothing is going to be given to you. And hopefully they've learned that lesson. Um, you know, like I said, you would think at least in, if you're going to give up two goals that quickly at the end of a game, you would hope to at least take it to overtime, get a point out of it. Um, so that was really I think nightmare is, is a good way to put it. It was really a, a gut-wrenching loss um, and, you know, hopefully one that they learned from. Tonight in Detroit against the Red Wings, tomorrow night in Washington against the Capitals, and that'll do it for 2023 for the Preds. Emma, appreciate the visit as always. And Thank you, And, of course, uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you guys, too. That is Emma Lincoln, and we do appreciate her joining us. And uh, she covers the Predators. And, of course, you can find her work, uh, which she does a tremendous job. Uh, she's been covering them at uh, the Hockey Rider. And you can also give her a follow at Emma, E-M-M-A underscore Lincoln, L-I-N-G-A-N. And we appreciate her joining us. We're wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Again, 615 844 5600. More of the McFarland Show next. Everyone loves Nashville right now. It's the perfect family getaway, but it isn't just known for its food, bright lights, and music. It's also known for football. The Trans Perfect Music City Bowl is coming to Nissan Stadium on December 30th. Come see Auburn versus Maryland right here in Music City. The music, the food, the fun. Spend your weekend in Nashville. It's your family's perfect start to the new year. Tickets are available now at musiccitybowl.com and on SeatGeek. Brought to you by Tennessee Lottery. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face -face conversations. 
To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Want even more excitement on game day? It's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you could win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out. Watch your entry update in real time. And continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with prize picks. And right now, you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime. Prize picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for more details. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Oh, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR Skyscan Forecast. For this afternoon, we'll have time to clouds and sun with a slight chance for a shower. A high temperature 44. Clouds and a rain or snow shower tonight, low 32. Rain and snow likely Friday, high 40. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Listening to the McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. 615-844-5600. It's in the books. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Clemson, mm. comes away with a 38-35 victory mm. over Kentucky. So the Wildcats finished seven and six on the season. Clemson finishing nine and four. And that was down in Jacksonville at Everbank Stadium. And Dabo Sweeney looked like he had just won the ACC championship game. He looked excited. He really did. So you know, it's you know it's been a long season for Dabo. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Like yeah. I, I think there's a reason we're bringing this up. <laughs> you know, no offense, I can say this because I grew up in Lexington. Yes, I went to you go ahead. There. You say the thing. I don't think Clemson fans view you know beating Kentucky. In football is something you should be jumping around. If you're them, and you should like, you know, acting like you haven't been there before, because you have. But this season would suggest, in last season, that things are not going the way they've been accustomed to them going in you recent know, years. There's been a there's been this yeah. window where Clemson has been yeah. right there with Ohio State yep. and Alabama yep. and Georgia, yep. and all the big boys, yep. right? And that hasn't been the case. And so you do wonder because he's set the bar high. Yeah. He's had this weird year where he's getting in it with the fans on, you know, yeah. on this, 
coaches show and just a lot of weirdness because again, they're not used to losing like this. No. Under him. Yeah. So it's Oh, you partly, say like this, they've lost four games. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. It's partly his fault because <laughs> he's had them at this huge high he's got this he's built this huge high standard for them. Yeah. And now nine and four is viewed as what a down year. We gotta get better. Boy, and gotta rebuild at Clemson. Man, nine After going and four. nine and four. Jeez. Things are t- tough. Dumpster fire. I'm gonna fire Dabo. You know? After those nine and four records. So, but that's it, it it's very clear that Dabo's feeling the heat. And look, I don't think he's, you know, he's not in he can't keep doing this year in and year out because eventually they're gonna be like, okay, wait a minute. We were winning 11, 12 games a year. Yeah. And eight and nine win seasons are not going to work for us. Like, again, whether you believe that's fair or unfair, that's just what it is. Yeah. When you make tons of money and you have huge expectations. Yeah. And your fan base believes you should be vying for a national championship every year. Again, realistically or not, you can't change their mind. That's That's what they think and feel. I have a belief. I have a long, long um, standing belief about Clemson football. And I, I'm going to repeat it now. And, you know, you can agree or disagree, and that's fine. That's why we have a talk show. Um, when Clemson was good, uh, you know, question. When Clemson was good, just so, you know, a few years ago, um, Georgia and Tennessee as a football program, were they better or worse when Clemson was good? Well, we know Tennessee was at the bottom of yeah. the barrel for for a good while, and Georgia was good, but they weren't this good, right? Well, Kirby, ever Kirby has pretty much had them on the rise, yeah, ever since he got there. Yeah, but Dabo's been there, you know, longer than Kirby has, and so Georgia's been good, but they weren't, you know, like this last couple of years, they've been, you know, super saying good. They've been, you know, out of this world good. Twenty nine wins in a row, good. They weren't this good. I have long believed when Clemson got good, they were just the missing SEC East team is what they were. And they were just playing in the ACC. They just, it's the same. Because why? Because all the people who were supposed to go to Tennessee and Georgia ended up at Clemson. Deshaun Watson. He's a kid from Georgia, <laughs> from Atlanta. Uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. These you're telling me, Sammy Watkins, the kind of guys who ended up at Clemson. You're telling me these are the kind of guys who traditionally play. No, no, sir. Because no. Tennessee didn't have their stuff together is why they ended up at. Clemson. So they ended up at Clemson. Yeah. Same thing with Georgia. Georgia didn't have their stuff collectively together. Now what happened? Tennessee got better. Georgia got better. Who got worse? Clemson. They share collective. Talent is what I'm getting at, recruiting wise, um, and and w- when it comes to power, SEC, ACC, Power Five, big time schools. If you are a athlete, chances are you would consider going to Clemson, Georgia, or or Tennessee. It's not that wild of a of a of a thought that you would think of those three schools geographically. Right. Yeah. If you're from that particular region, they're in the Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina. Florida area, they all recruit from the same pool is what I'm getting at. And when one team rises or falls, I think it has a direct effect on the other team. So when Clemson was good, I was just 
taking a peek. I said, you know, Clemson's gotten real good. You know who hadn't been doing good? Is Tennessee. And, and then when you start looking at the players, you go, you know, that looks a lot like a guy who used to play or the type of player who used to play over at, you know, Georgia. Um, when you look at, you know, T. Higgins or Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm. or you know, that looks like A.J. Green. A.J. Green played at Georgia, but <coughs> this doesn't look like A.J. Green, you know, the, the guys they got now. Now, A.J. Green, if he had played during that particular, for those of you who know who A.J. Green was, longtime player for the Bengals and all that, very great career in the NFL, um, you know, he would have gone to Clemson instead. That's that's my point. It, it's just now that Clemson is down, I think Clemson is down in part because the talent at Tennessee and at Georgia in particular, those two schools in particular, is much higher. So Clemson gets a 38-35 victory over Kentucky. In the Gator Bowl. Iowa State and Memphis are underway. They're about four minutes into that one down at the Liberty Bowl. And Memphis has struck first. They're up 6 nothing on the Cyclones. And right now it's all Notre Dame out in El Paso at the Sun Bowl. They lead Oregon State 14 to nothing. Obviously, Oregon State lost their coach. Yeah. And I don't know who's I, I, the interim. I don't didn't know. they lose their quarterback, too? Because the yeah. quarterback was... Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, he was the uh, high, um, highly paid guy, $1 million or whatever. Cam Ward guy. Hired gun guy. And then Missouri-Ohio State will be tonight. Of course, tomorrow will be the Transperfect Music City Bowl. We had a mm-hmm. good conversation with Scott Ramsey yesterday on the show. Yes. That kickoff will be at 1 o'clock tomorrow between Maryland and Auburn. And... Uh, I forgot what yeah. I was going to say. I was going to also say, really cool story uh, that I read where I saw where Maryland is going to have a ah. FW sticker on yeah. the back of their helmet. For Frank Wycheck. For Frank Wycheck. Who is their all-time leader in receptions for a tight end uh, with 134 receptions for Frank Wycheck during his career at uh, at Maryland, which was uh, 1990, 91, and 92. Um, so... Uh, they're going to have a very nice tribute there too, and which is it's funny how all of that played out. It's it's so appropriate uh, that Maryland would make their first visit to Nashville uh, and would be all surrounding the unfortunate uh, death uh, of Frank Wycheck, but they were able to uh, they're going to be able to pay tribute to to him uh, in that game, um, and you know also makes me feel like boy that would have been a cool thing for Frank to see, but sure, um, you know they're going to pay tribute to to eighty nine. Uh, coming up here uh, on, on Saturday, coming up tomorrow. Monday is going to be, we're off Monday. Yeah. But, man, will we have a lot to digest on Tuesday because here's your New Year's Day lineup. Let's do it. Wisconsin and LSU. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That game will be down in Tampa, and that will get things started at 11 o'clock. Okay. That'll be on ESPN2. Wake up, shake it off, turn on the TV. Liberty and Oregon. Out in Glendale, Arizona. That's Liberty the fi- in Oregon. Yeah, the Fiesta Bowl. Okay. That'll be on ESPN. That's at noon. Mm-hmm. Also at noon, Iowa and Tennessee down in Orlando. There you go. By the way, the line is down to six. Something. Okay. Isn't that unbelievable? A little. I mean, I, I, I'm still a little confused. That's the, the Citrus Bowl. Maybe they think. It's plummeted since... Nico has been named the starter. Maybe they think the uh, the Iowa defense has got something for Nico. Well, I mean, I understand Iowa's defense. Iowa's defense is, is good. It's I think top five in the country. Yeah. So I, I get that. But <laughs> if you're asking me, 
even with his inexperience, who do I think is the better option? Tennessee is supposed to win that game. I think it's Nico. I think. Yeah. We're about to find out. Tennessee is supposed to win that game. It's but, called disrespect, gentlemen. Disrespect. No, I don't think the the bookmakers. I don't think they care I, I about. Respect, they don't man. They, at all. They care about so. making money. No, that's what they care about. The bookmakers have never been to Knoxville. It's they don't a, care. It's not about respect. You think they think that Nico says he's. First start is he don't have a lot of. I think that they're yeah. looking at There's a guy, a part of an inexperienced guy, going up against a top five defense in the country. Yeah, I want you to listen to this, gentlemen. Listen to the. These, I'm listening. You and you know you've heard me talk about Iowa's offense or lack of. Oh well, yeah. these are their scores this year. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Here go we for go. It. Real quick, you, 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 you must say you want to take a break first. Or you want to do this? Uh, let's do this on the other side. Okay, like I I'm want about you say, to because I feel you. I'm doing this for your own good, Darren, because I feel you ramping up. I, I so want I'm trying you to, to stop this. you now before we get to 55. So right. <laughs> we'll take our final break. By the way, we will have uh, Auburn's play-by-play guy to begin the second hour. Right. So uh, around the Music City Bowl tomorrow at one o'clock. We'll come back. Wrap up the first hour of the McFarland Show next. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Bob's Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, prize picks is the place to play this season. Prize picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, PrizePix is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy, must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com.
Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. 17-1 and one in SEC play. And win the SEC tournament. They would still get left out if they didn't win the SEC tournament. You're it, right. It's if they got to the championship game and lost in triple overtime, they'd it still be over. out. They're playing, they're playing for the NIT. It's sad that we're talking about this. It's not even Christmas. We already know the fate of Vanderbilt right. basketball. Grant Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, streaming live on the WNSR app and on WNSR.com. Andy Burcham, fine voice of the Auburn Tigers, will join us to begin the second hour of the program, our final program of 2023. Back here on the McFarland Show, Darren, not David, Darren and Justin, my brother, David is somewhere else. Although I don't have a brother, Darren. Sorry. Or David. Excuse me. Uh, I'm all over the place. Just get to the Iowa talk, man. Uh, Iowa this year. Yeah, there you go. Utah State, 24 to 14. So that was like an explosion. Then they beat Iowa State, 20 to 13. These are two wins. Uh, Western Michigan, 41 to 10. Penn State, they lost 31 to nothing. Against Michigan State, they won 26-16. Mm-hmm. Purdue, 20 to 14. Wisconsin, 15 to 6. Minnesota, 12 to 10. Northwestern, 10 to 7. Rutgers, 22 to nothing. That was my heartbreak. 23 and a half over under. They won 22 to nothing. Illinois, they won 15-13. Nebraska, 13 to 10. And we're shut out by Michigan, twenty-six to nothing. So you're saying they're offensively challenged? That's putting it nicely. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Offensively challenged. Over and under thirty-five and a half. Okay. So <sighs> they were shut out by Penn State, shut out by Michigan. Tennessee's defense is not up to their level. So as inept as Iowa is, I don't think Tennessee's going to. Sh- they're not shutting them out. I don't think. Right? I don't think With so. With all their losses. And no. They're not going to. I just don't A see bowl that. bowl game. And, nah, uh, I don't see that. Somebody's getting open somewhere. Yeah. But here's the. here's That's not really the question. So what is Iowa going to. Is Iowa going to score? Yeah. I think they'll, they'll score. They should. How, how much? I don't know. But here's really the bigger question. What can Iowa's top five defense in the country do to Tennessee's offense. I wouldn't think they've got enough to keep them shut out um, for for a long period of time. I would think at, at certain points, Tennessee's offense uh, would, would break loose and do what it does. Um, you know, it. I look at it like this. It's the SEC versus the Big Ten and it's, and it's talent pool and different types of talent. And I know Iowa has got a great defense, but but do they have a great defense because they're big and strong, or do they have a good defense because 
they're fast and good tacklers um, because if if they're slow and strong, the you know typically what happens is the SEC team, which is normally faster, just wears them out. Mm-hmm. And you know after a while, the wide receivers get way more open, and the running backs start to break tackles, and pretty soon the touchdowns start to get longer, and the afternoon is is over. Is what typically happens in these SEC Big Ten matchups. Typically, more times than not, they're just not built the same way. So I would think. Tennessee would play Iowa close in the first half, I would think. Second half, Iowa runs out of gas because they get tired of chasing them around all over the field, and Tennessee breaks it open for, you know, now. How high does it go? That's the key question. If it's 35 is the over and under, if you give Iowa 7, that means you— 35 and a half. 35 and a half. If you go for the under in that case, that means it's 28 to 7. If you go for the over, that means it's thirty-one to seven, something somewhere like 28 that. Twenty-eight to ten. Twenty-eight to ten. Like does Tennessee here's, here's gets more than more or less than four touchdowns? Does Tennessee get in the thirties? I think they could. Really? Well, hold on. I I don't know. I don't think so. I kind of nah, feel like maybe not. I feel like high twenties, right? So what I'm getting at is it's probably yeah. going to come down to this number. It's going to be right there. What you said, twenty-eight seven. 28-10. You know? I would think Tennessee would score more than that. I, I, don't, I don't know. And But see, that's what makes... It's the bowl game, and I don't know who's sitting out and who's in and what recent recruit wants to get a run. I, I don't know. Yeah. We will find out tomorrow when they kick off. Uh, or not... No, not tomorrow. On uh, New Monday. Year's Day. Yeah, Monday. 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 Excuse me. All right, we'll come back. Second hour. Auburn's play-by-play man. He'll join us next here on the McFarland Show. Five sixty AM, ninety five nine FM, Brentwood, Nashville, one zero seven nine FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first twenty four hour sports station, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has been Beer on tap at its Growler filling station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery. And can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. 
Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Whoa! Why do that? Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Final hour. In 2023 for the McFarland Show, we are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Darren and Justin here with you. In about uh, 30 minutes or so, we'll have the McFarland six-pack of picks, the final edition of that in 2023. Mm -hmm. Justin can beat his chest. I can crawl under the desk because I continue to fail. I really don't know. Well, You you can tell me about it later because I don't know. Transperfect Music City Bowl. We had a good conversation with Scott Ramsey yesterday on the program. Of course, kickoff will be at 1 o'clock tomorrow over at Nissan Stadium. Looking forward to that. Should be a nice day. A little bit on the chilly side, but a nice day. Let's bring in Auburn play-by-play man Andy Bertram. He is on the line with us. Andy, how we doing? Guys, I'm doing well. Looking forward to another Music City Bowl tomorrow and a good matchup between Auburn and Maryland. Maryland has never been here before. Scott painted the picture to us yesterday that the Terrapins fans are excited to be here. Uh, they'll be here. By the way, told us yesterday they're expecting over 50,000, which is outstanding for this game. What Kind of give us the pulse of the Auburn fan base. Well, Auburn did not play in a bowl game a year ago, so I think there's a, even more excitement about being back in a bowl game this year. And Auburn's had some success here in Nashville. Auburn played Vanderbilt earlier this season and uh, and played well in that game, had a huge Auburn crowd uh, at that game, and um, I think Auburn's excited to, to be playing in this bowl. Played in this bowl in 2018 and uh, beat the mess out of Purdue that day. Jarrett Stidham, who started for Auburn that day and was named the MVP, just found out that he will get his first start uh, in a Denver Broncos uniform uh, on Sunday. So uh, a little, little bit of a intrigue there with regard to that, and hopefully Auburn Auburn plays as well as it did here in 2018. Boy, you're right. I totally forgot about that game. I was there, and that, that big thing was over at about five minutes into the game. It was like, holy cow. It was already like 21 nothing 
something like that. I think Jeff Brom was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of Purdue. It's <laughs> probably why he's at Louisville now, man. That was mm-hmm. that was something. So how would you assess the first year of Hugh Freeze? Well, and listen, it, it, we, we knew going into this season that it was a bit of a depleted roster uh, for Auburn, and he hit the transfer portal hard for the 2023 season. Uh, over 20 transfers on this ball club, including the starting quarterback, Peyton Thorne. Uh, his recruiting for 2024 is vastly different. I mean, he knew that he knew that he would need to hit the transfer portal hard a year ago because Auburn had so many holes uh, coming into this season. And and I thought he did a good job of putting together a team in a short amount of time. But the recruiting for this coming season, the 24 season, is very heavy from the high school staff, and uh, that was a, a conscious effort made by Auburn. It was an up-and-down season. Auburn got off to a good start against some some lesser opponents and then got into the Southeastern Conference and played the likes of Texas A&M and Georgia and, and uh, struggled out of the gate in the SEC. Uh, got some wins against teams that it should have beaten, including Mississippi State and Arkansas and Vanderbilt. And then uh, its last two games, I mean, the, the game against New Mexico State, just, I mean, Auburn was outplayed that day. And then the biggest heartbreak of the year came, of course, against Alabama on the 4th and 31 with, uh, with Jayla Milrow and, and that pass that, that ends up winning the game for Alabama. So it was a very up-and-down season. I think Auburn fans like what they've seen out of Hugh Freeze in, in what he has done with his staff, what he has done with this team, and, and look forward. To, to what's to become of the, the 2024 Auburn Tigers. You just said it, Andy. There, there's no other conference where you can go to Texas A&M, host Georgia, go to LSU, host Ole Miss yeah. in four straight weeks. Yeah, and and Auburn played well in all of those games but one. And LSU was a, was a route from the beginning, and the Heisman Trophy winner played like it that day. Auburn had its chances at Texas A&M. Auburn had its chances against, against Georgia, Georgia. Yes, yeah. and and really until late had its chances against Ole Miss. Uh, so you know it was it was a season of what might have been for Auburn if they get a win against Georgia. Certainly, if they get a win against Alabama. So you know, it, I, I thought it was a season. You know, you, you're at six and six. You need a win to to avoid a third straight losing season uh, for Auburn. And I think that's what makes tomorrow's game even more important for Auburn. And I know that there's all the talk of opt-outs and everything, but I think this game, I think this game means a lot to Auburn. I think this game means a lot to Maryland mm. as well. And, I, and, and for Auburn's sake, I think it means a great deal because it gives you momentum heading into your offseason, into spring practice, and you've got all these young receivers that have some have already been able to practice with Auburn, and you 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 should be a better football team in year two of the Hugh Freeze era. Great, I love hearing that. I hope both sides want this one bad. That means we should get a good game. That's outstanding. And I, and I, and I think Auburn fans have responded. We've got a we've got an event downtown tonight at the Wild Horse Saloon that is a sellout. Auburn sold its share of tickets and then some uh, for the game tomorrow. And folks have been trying to get extra tickets for it. So I, 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 I think, I think both of these teams have responded well. Their fan bases have responded. Well, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere tomorrow at Nissan stadium. 
Andy, I've watched a lot of Iron Bowls in my lifetime, and man, there's been some wild ones over the years. And just when you think you've seen it all, and I know you just you touched on it, uh, I I still, I mean, it just the minute you started talking about it again, I I still can't believe they lost that game. I mean, what yeah. what was it like you being behind <laughs> the microphone calling that, and just take us into that that fourth and thirty four well, fourth and goal. From the thirty-one, yeah. right? Fourth and, and go- fourth and goal from the thirty-one, and it was a great, it was a great, a great pass from Jalen Milrow. I don't want to take anything away from what he did in in that game. And you know, Auburn has a, a defender that doesn't get his head around to, to see the pass coming. And it, listen, guys, it was one of those that, and I've been around this for a while. But it's one of those, and, and, and I had family at the game, and my wife walked up to the press box after the game, and I was going to ride home with them. And, and I just I, – I, I was sitting there after that game. I was stunned after that game. And she said, hey, we're here. And I just kind of waved my hand. I'm like, I, I, I think I need a minute just to kind of, you know, take what, what in. It would, and, and for all of about 32 seconds of that game, it was one of the – great days on the Auburn campus that I've ever been a part of. It was a pristine day. It was a sellout crowd. And from an Auburn perspective, take away fourth and 31, it was a wonderful day um, at Auburn. But fourth and 31 occurred. And, you know, listen, uh, Alabama fans will be reminded till the end of time of the kick six. And mm-hmm. I think Auburn fans will be reminded of fourth and 31 from now on as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been to so many games in live and in person. Sometimes TV just doesn't do it justice. So what was it like there? It was a great day. Did, did, I yeah, mean, it was, no, I it, mean, when that play happened a, afterwards, did, just, did the life just get sucked out of the stadium? What sure. was the reaction? Yeah, it was, It was, you know, except for the Alabama fans in the the northwest corner of uh, Jordan-Hare Stadium, or the northeast corner of Jordan-Hare Stadium. place was pretty quiet. Yeah. And to that point, it had been a constant roar all day long. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's just one of those where you, you know, you know, it's a possibility, but you don't think it's going to happen. And when it does, you, yeah, the life gets sucked out of the stadium and, and, uh, and you're left to deal with it. <laughs> Andy, my name is Justin McFarland. I was the former news anchor at Channel 31 WAAY in Huntsville, Alabama. And I went to Oakwood College there in Huntsville, Alabama. And I know the area well, lived down there for years. Obviously, I just said I went to school down there, worked down there, all of that stuff. Very familiar with the culture of everything that is Alabama and Auburn and and all of that. So with that said, I try to tell my Tennessee brethren up here that they cannot understand the Iron Bowl and they cannot understand the meaning of what Alabama and Auburn mean to each other as far as that game is played and the fact that you literally talk about the game every single day all the way up. And this is the truth, Andy. When I moved back up here, and I'm from Nashville, but when I moved back up here from Huntsville, it was weird to see the Iron Bowl on TV and not have heard about it for the last month and a half. Um, So can you just wax poetic just a little bit? about the importance of the Tide and the Tigers taking on each other. Because, again, people say, well, they're great rivalries all around. No, 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 no. 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 They, like don't, this one. they don't get it, Andy. They don't get it. Yeah. I don't know how poetic I'll be. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, un- un- unless you're part of it, unless you live it uh, in the state, unless you're around it like like we are on a day to day basis. And and guys, it it's it is it is beyond football. It's in any sport. When I moved to Auburn in 1988, and and at that time I was doing women's basketball, and I remember the first Auburn-Alabama game that I called, and the head coach, Joe Champion, who's in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame over in Knoxville, uh, he said, it doesn't matter what sport it is. It could be tiddlywinks. It doesn't matter. When it's Auburn-Alabama, uh, it, it it's highly important. It's, it's the most important thing that day, and it it is. It's like that in any sport that is played on the Auburn campus or the Alabama campus. Um, I, I don't know how to quite describe it, but and there are other great rivalries. there. I mean, there's Michigan-Ohio sure. State. There's, there's the Egg Bowl rivalry. There's, I mean, there are great rivalries out there. But there is nothing like Auburn and Alabama. And here's the thing. Other folks may disagree with it. Auburn-Alabama folks don't care. They don't care if <laughs> that they is disagree. That's true. <laughs> because they know. They know it's the most important thing, and there's nothing like it out there. Period. <laughs> That's I'm as sorry. as I can get. I'm laughing so hard because I know you're right. That's why I'm laughing because you're absolutely right. They don't care at all um, about about the thoughts outside of the state there. All right. Um, as somebody who's been following the, this team for so long, has it hit you yet that there is no more East or West division? You know, I've been asked that quite a bit. It really doesn't bother me all that. I don't. Maybe it should. That there is no East or West anymore, um, in, and and it it will it's it's like that in some sports, and there will still be divisions in others. But in football, it will be one SEC with Texas and Oklahoma joining in 2024, and I'm fine with that. Listen, I mean, geographically, the SEC has been messed up when it came to divisions. Anyway, I yeah, mean, well, yeah. Missouri has been in the East, true, which makes no sense. You true. know what I'm saying? So. Uh, there just won't be any divisions from now on. I do like the fact that I that it, it, it appears that moving forward that the schedules are going to be a little bit more balanced. I mean, you know, Auburn's been to Missouri once in football. Once. Missouri has been to Auburn once since it joined the league. And there are other examples of, of, of games that just haven't been played because of division. So if, if that's the case, I'm fine with that. If it's a little bit more balanced moving forward, you know, come to think of it, I can't remember. When's the last time Auburn's been to Vandy? I'm trying to remember. It's- Auburn was at Vandy this season. Auburn had not been to Vanderbilt. I don't think since 2012 before. that. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking to myself once. Oh, that was the, I think game day. Wasn't game day here for that game Game day here for that. In 2012? In 2012, so. boy, that's, that's been a while ago. Well, the, the, the last two times Auburn had played in Nashville against Vanderbilt, the head coach of the, that Auburn team was gone by the end of yep, the season. that's right. Uh, that is correct. Tommy uh, Tuberville and Gene Chizik. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. We, we, we stopped that one this year, thankfully. Boy, um, I, a sort of question that's off the beaten path, but, you know, I, I was reading your bio a little bit, and you were, you were raised in Nashville, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Is, is, Big difference. W- yeah, I was going to ask you, are there any similarities at all between this town and, and that one? No. Um, <laughs> none. The, the, the name is it. Uh, Nashville, <laughs> Illinois is population 3,000. Uh, it's a farming, small farming community about 50 miles outside St. Louis, Missouri. And other, other than that, we, we share the same name. There is, there is no, there's no similarity whatsoever. 
are you continue to are you blown away by what you've seen of the city? I imagine you've you've been through oh, yeah, we, you know a little bit here, and so uh, we we yeah, continue I, I, to grow. I love, I love coming to Nashville, and we'll come back for basketball. We'll come back for the SEC basketball tournament, and Auburn baseball plays that weekend at Vanderbilt as well. So, uh, and then of course we were here for the Vanderbilt football game, and we're here for the Music City Bowl. So yeah, I always always enjoy coming to Nashville. I have some. Some great friends that live here. Um, and when I come to Nashville, typically my wife makes the trip as well. And uh, we enjoy it. it it's, a, it's a great, great town. Uh, it has a great Auburn club. The, the Greater Nashville Auburn Club does a wonderful job uh, year in and year out. When Auburn does its ambush tours in the spring, typically year in and year out, we're here in Nashville as well. So this is a great city for Auburn, and I'm glad we're here for the Music City Bowl. Andy, last question for me, and that is uh, I like the fact that Maryland is here because they're a fresh team for the Music City Bowl. And uh, my understanding is, of course, Auburn has not played Maryland since 1983. It's got to be refreshing for the fan base to see a different helmet on the other side of of the field for the first time in a long time. Yeah, the last time that Auburn played Alabama, it was at Jordan Hare Stadium, and Boomer Esiason was the quarterback for Maryland, and Bo Jackson was the tailback for Auburn. Last time so Auburn played last, Maryland, yes. Time. Yeah, Auburn played Maryland, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to get to, to, to play new teams. Um, Auburn played Baylor at the start of this basketball season in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I had never been there. I was glad to, to get to see a new part of the country. So it's fun to be able to, to play a Big Ten team. I mean, I grew up in Big Ten territory, so I'm glad that, that Auburn's playing a Big Ten team, and I'm looking forward to – uh, I, I did a podcast with Johnny Holiday, who's in his 45th year doing Maryland football and basketball, just an opportunity to get to see some of these guys that I've grown up listening to. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Sounds like great weather, uh, great crowd, and hopefully a great game. Andy, thank you so much for the visit. Appreciate it. Thank Enjoy you, the game, and Happy New Year. My pleasure, guys. Have a great day. Happy New Year. Same to you. Uh, Andy Bertram, who is the Auburn play-by-play man. He'll be on the call tomorrow when they kick off at Nissan Stadium and Auburn and Maryland tangle the Transperfect Music City Bowl. We'll take a break. We'll come back. 615-844-5600. If you want to get involved in the show a little bit later, McFarland's six-pack of picks. More of the show next. Fill the halls with shouts of winning. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be giving. Fa la 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 la. Instant games to friends and family. Fa la 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 la. Join the joyous cash prize carol. Fa la 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 la. With top prizes up to five hundred thousand dollars, holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery make grand gifts. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer today. Please play and gift responsibly. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first $100 
100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often, there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Grind into the new year. Catch John, Jaron, Dez, and your Memphis Grizzlies as they take on the Sacramento Kings this Sunday at 7 p.m. Get ready to celebrate a new year and a star-studded show. Secure your tickets for the Grizzlies New Year's Eve game by visiting grizzlies.com. Give the gift of Grizz this holiday season with a six-game holiday pack. The best prices on the season's best matchups, including the Lakers, Clippers, and more. Holiday pack starting at just $30 per game. Visit grizzlies.com slash packs for more information. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. You are the entry report for the Titans out after today's practice. So let's – doesn't look like last week, although they put so many guys on IR. 16. Or is it more than that now? Well, the only person they have ruled out, which I don't even know if this counts, for tomorrow – I mean for for Sunday is Caleb Farley. Like I said, does that even count? I mean, he didn't, he didn't play it all year. So he's been listed out no. uh, today. Okay. Questionable is Trey Avery, who's dealing with a knee injury. Also questionable, and these are, there's only three, three guys listed as questionable. One guy out who I already told you, Caleb Farley. And questionable is Marlon Davidson. Is that who I said? No, you yeah. said. I said Trey Avery. You okay. said Trey so, Avery. So yeah. Trey Avery's one with the knee. The other one's Marlon Davidson with the groin. And the other one's the tight end, Josh Wiley, with the knee. Okay. Um, they're all questionable. And let's see. 
full, the only one that was a full participant today was Trey Avery. So I would assume that's probably good news for him. Mm -hmm. The other two were limited. Um, and so, I mean, there's, you know, it's Will Levis, by the way, full participant all week. So So I guess he's going to go. Ian Rappaport two hours ago says that Will Levis returning from a high ankle sprain is in line to start. Yeah. Coach Mike Vrabel told reporters today. Yeah, well, he's been a full participant all week. I don't know why he wouldn't. So, he'll be out there. I mean, I, obviously things can go, you know. Nope. He could retweak it or whatever. Nope. But. Ian Rappaport's already said it, so therefore it's got to happen. <laughs> That's the way this works, Darren. I'm not sure if you're aware. But once Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter say it, then therefore by NFL law it has to happen. Okay. Well, there you go. Breaking news. Will Levis set to start. Put it in stone. Ian Rappaport has spoken. Okay, I need um, I need a little help. Why? What happened? So I I told you I've been asked to and I uh, oh to this participate. Thing. Yeah, yeah. You it, haven't figured this out yet. It, it's Justin. It, okay, it's it's hard. Okay, Let's I, I got to be honest. Let's it's do hard. it. And I'll I'll try to rifle through this. It, it's no, no, no it's, it's pretty good. Come on with it because it's it's interesting. It really is. It's interesting. I'm sure anyway, it is. This is 25 years of this team mm-hmm. and the history in our market. All right. Okay. So I'm I don't want to. I want to skip over quickly the obvious. The obvious I, I, I think me and you are going to be on the same page. I think Eddie George is going to make the team, right? Exactly. That's okay. what I'm getting at. Three quarterbacks. Steve McNair is the obvious. So we're yeah. just going to leave that. They, he, they, want, they want three. The unquestioned starter. So two of the next four, okay, All of right. the list. All right. Vince Young, mm-hmm. Mariota, mm-hmm. Kerry Collins, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill. Pick two of those four because I have to pick three. Three. It's, it's. I would like to pick one and just leave it at McNair. It's. It's easy for me. It's, it's easy. Okay. Yeah. It's. It's Tannehill and it's Mariota. Interesting. Okay. That. This is why I'm asking. So I do agree with you that in this group, yeah, Tannehill has to be in there. Yeah. So Tannehill it was Mariota. really about the third, but I wanted to hear if you would go, and you did. So we both. Agree on Tannehill. Yes. So the third, I really, really went back and forth. And do you know who over I'm leaning Ke- over? To? Kerry Collins. I have not. And, just so you know, I have not submitted anything. I know. That's why I'm doing. This. You're going back and forth between Kerry Collins and Ryan Tannehill, and uh, and and uh, no, no, he's not. No, he's not doing that. Uh, you're going back and forth between Ryan, T- <laughs> not Ryan Tannehill, but uh, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota and Kerry Collins is where you're going. That's why I love baseball, because sometimes you can throw a curveball. You just don't always give them the heater. Sometimes you can throw that big hanging curveball. I actually am leaning towards Vince Young, and I'm gonna tell you why. The, I had to let the what? I'm gonna tell you why. You invent. All right, come on. So listen to this. You you know this, but hear hear me out. One, you know how I feel about Vince Yes, Young. I do, which is why I, I'm very good. I know. Go, go ahead. I know. <laughs> Vince was the rookie of the year. Yes. That's a, that's a big deal. Yes. He was the rookie of the year. He was. Okay. Justin, I, mm-hmm. I don't remember the, the time frames, okay? You you went down to Huntsville, as you talked about. When they I, I, missed, I missed Vince. Okay, so that's what I'm getting. Because I know I 90, we used to. 98 to 05. I know that we used to be around each other in the press box all the time. All the time. But I can't remember. I was there. Yeah. You were there for Vince. I was not. single game of Vince Young. And especially, especially, it's really about the rookie year. 
Electric. It was electric. Electric. Okay. It the stadium was electric, and every time he ran out on the field, when the offense was taking the field, nobody was leaving their seat. Yeah. Because you didn't know what he was going to do. No. And Good he or bad. made some <laughs> unbelievable play. We all remember the Keen Keen. Uh, oh gosh, Keena Wook. What was his name for the Giants? Um, Keena Wiki or help yeah, me I, out. I, you I, know I, I'm I know you're talking about. He had him wrapped up on yeah. fourth and fifteen. Yeah, let him Keen, go. Keena Wook. Why don't I don't do it? Don't do it to name. yourself. Just keep going. Don't, don't let that. Name. Don't okay. let that. Don't right. let that derail you. Just keep going. And he had him sacked and he released him. Yeah. And Vince Young scrambled for sixteen yards. He did. Kept the drive alive. Yep. They were down 21 nothing in that game. And they came were. back and beat the Giants. He did. That was at Nissan Stadium. It was. It wasn't Nissan then, but No, it was stadium. not, yes. That place went nuts. Yeah. I was there when he threw the touchdown against Arizona. Yeah. As time expired. Kenny to Britt. beat the Cardinals. Kenny Britt. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. That place went nuts. Yeah. He had so many... And, and I and on the Justin road knows, Houston. This is why Justin. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the overtime game, the oh overtime, the walk off, the, the sixty yard run to win it. The, well, thirty nine, but whatever. The, uh, the walk off, yeah. It felt like sixty. Yeah, it felt like he was just running and running and running. Well, that's because he ran through the end zone to the wall, then he up did. the tunnel. He did. I was. I I'm disappointed. The reason I harbor a lot of stuff is I'm disappointed because Vince could have been. Vince could have owned this town. Oh, man. He could have owned this town. Mm. But, you know, look, we don't have time yeah, to we, get we into don't, all that. We don't. But that's who I'm leaning towards. That's, it's a, Vince is a 30 for 30. So, just, did, you know. so did I shock you? Yeah. And do you have a problem with what I what I said, what I threw out there? Do I have a problem with I what think, you threw? I, look, you're going to tell me Mariota won a playoff game, and I can't counter with that. I can't. I know. Vince didn't. <laughs> so I can't counter with that. Listen. I'm a Vince Young guy, okay? The starting record, let's no even get, because again, we don't have time. I have never understood the argument that Kerry Collins was better than Vince Young. I don't know what anybody's talking about with that. The records that the two teams, that the two guys had when they played with the same people was pretty obvious. One guy was like three games under 500, the other guy was like 12 games over 500, and they were playing with roughly the same roster. I mean, so I, you know. I don't think Kerry was under 500. Go back and do the count. Really? Really. It was that bad. Because you remember, there was the 0-8 start and then the 0-6 start. Because you're thinking about the 13-3. and 3. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The problem is, there's the 0-8 start and the 0-6 start to go along with all of that. So, it piled up on him really fast. Okay. The L's piled up. I would not have thought he was under 500. Go back and okay. look at the numbers. Okay. I'm telling you. I don't have it in but, front of me. But anyway, anyway, listen. Because I, I only know this because I've had the argument 400 okay. times. Okay. I am going to say that that Marcus Mariota had a better tenure here because of the playoff win, and not just the playoff win, but because of how he did it and who he did it against and who they went on to become. And I know it wasn't Patrick Mahomes quite yet. I understand that. It was still Andy Reid, though, was it not, up there in Kansas City at the uh, time? Yes, it was. It was still Andy Reid, mm-hmm. and the eventual, what eventually became, you know, the three-time AFC champions— and the two-time Super Bowl champions and the Kansas City Chiefs, Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself and won a game that they had no business winning. And Vince has not. You talked about skin on the wall all the time. Mm-hmm. Vince don't have one like that. I understand. He don't have I, one I like that. 
I can't push back. He's got all the great moments you spoke about, and he's got them, yes. And was he more electric? Yes, he was. There ain't no question about that. But who's got more, you know, who accomplished more? I'm going to argue that Marcus Mariota accomplished more during his time here. Um, but I, I was a huge Vince Young fan, and no one was more disappointed than I was with how all that ended. I was not, but yet I'm leaning towards him because I also know that rookie year, it was just... It, he he is the reason people showed up. I mean, it they they were on pins and needles. They didn't know what. I mean, he was every week he was doing something huh? crazy. Oh, he's special now, spectacular. And well, he's special in college. Winning game. I mean, well, he's special. Yeah, well, he's special. One athlete. of the greatest college football players of oh, all time. Oh. But he totally ruined it's it here. Ridiculous in the pros. But he could have I mean, well, been different. He could have been different. Yeah, but some, I'm not gonna. Some other. Challenges. I'm not gonna let all that get into the way of. Look, that's the group I got to choose from. That's it. Okay. I, if you want to go with VY, I'm not going to push back against you. I'm I just saying. Mariota is probably the logical choice. But I'm telling you that I'm I'm leaning. I haven't submitted anything. I'm leaning towards VY. I mm-hmm. really am. Anyway, uh, we got some vote calls. Let's go to Nate. Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? Um, hey, Nate. I am. Ex- I'm, I guess I'm excited to watch the uh, Tennessee Iowa game. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be like ten to seven final. Oh because boy! Of please, Iowa. please no! I hope not. <laughs> please not. Boy, boy, I, I, I kind of know how I want to watch the game, but I'm scared to because I don't want Nico to just ridiculously ball out. And then, you know, we play – I don't remember who the first – if they even came out with the schedule yet for next year. But, Schedule's you know, out. playing again – well, I, I don't remember who we play. I'm sure it's almost a nobody team. But play someone like, uh, you know, Georgia Southern. And we – you know, Nico doesn't look that great. But, I, you know, I just don't want the expectations to be too high for Nico playing on Monday for, you know, basically his entire college career. So you want him to be average so the expectations will be lessened? <laughs> Is well, that what you're I mean, saying? <laughs> kind of. I, I, just, I just don't, you know, but do you understand what I'm saying? I, I think I, so. I, I do, but I don't. I mean, I do, but I don't. You're saying, because you know the crazies will be out, and if he, if he lights the, by the way, it's uh, Chattanooga next year in Knoxville. Okay, that's right. I don't right, think you have to worry right. about that. But I, myself, for my own sanity, I don't want him to just, you know, throw for like 500 yards and then, you know, against Chattanooga, maybe throw for like two or whatever. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm excited for Nico, but I'm, I'm cautious about it. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's, that's fine. That's fair. But, Look, I don't. I don't think the the crazies are going to be out no matter what. True. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be Nico, unless he just absolutely goes out against Iowa and is a dud. I mean, yeah. a dud. And then everybody's going to be panicking, right? But I just don't think there's oh, anything yeah, no that's going to temper the excitement people are going to have for him being their full time quarterback next year. I really don't. Unless, like I said. He's an absolute dud against Iowa, and I can't imagine I, that he's just a disaster. After all this time, I would think not. 
If so, we're going to have a lot to talk about. A whole lot to talk about. (laughs) If so, that's one of the worst um, college football contracts ever given out. Well, yeah. There's 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 probably already a bad one. Yeah, a lot of football left. Well, right, I'm saying, I mean, I'm saying like legal contract. No, I know what you're saying. Yes, sir. Yes, we, we understand that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, happy, right, new, happy year. new Year. Yeah, happy yep. New Year, yeah. Nate. Happy New Year. Let's go to Doug. Doug, what's up? I know you were talking about QBs, but uh, I, I know why you chose Vince, because according to Mr. Adams, B.Y. He's my guy. He's my guy. Yep. That's right. So you had to pick him, but... I want to twist it a little bit. You know, we talk about BY, but I don't recall anyone talking about Adam Pac-Man Jones as a corner or returner. He was exciting. And I had an argument, not an argument, but I have facts behind my rhetoric mm-hmm. where I told a guy, you can say what you want about Pac-Man Jones. He lasted in the year, in the league over 10 years. You want to hear something crazy? Did. Listen did. to this. Listen to I'm glad you brought this up. I, honestly, I, this is. I'm so glad you went there, Doug, because I but did me, want to me, bring this up. Oh, don't, don't, because well, I don't want to get off this topic. Listen, well, the, no, I, I've got. I'm gonna let you have it because I, I want to say this also. Okay. Uh, I remember, you know, a segment from the past is guaranteed to last. Called, this is what I know. Mm-hmm. This is what I know. The invention of the Mac Baldwin show, been a godsend. The sports radio. Thank you, man. It's been a good year. Oh, Doug, Appreciate thank you, man. Happy New Year. I want you to hear this, right. Doug, because I'm glad you brought up Pac-Man. Thank you, as always. Thank you, Doug. This is thank something you, I wanted to bring up. I'm glad he went there because I probably would have forgot. I'm just, I'm losing it. Okay. You know, as I get older, I just, I, my memory stinks. I got to write it down or I'll forget it. There's two categories he would be in. Okay. Okay. There's cornerbacks, corner with a C. You pick four. There's a list of 12, 17 cornerbacks. You got to pick four? Got to pick four. Jeez. Guess who's not on the list? Adam Pacman Jones? Adam Pacman Jones. Yeah. Listen to this one. It gets better. Well, there's a reason why, but go ahead. No, wait, wait, we're getting there. <laughs> go ahead. Return specialist. Yeah. There's three guys. You pick one. Derek Mason, mm-hmm. Mark Mariani, yeah. Justin McCarrens. Guess who else? Justin McCarrens? Guess who's missing? Adam Pacman Jones. How in the world? How in the world is he missing from that? How in the Justin world? Justin McCarrens. Let me tell you something. Same thing as Vince. When Pacman went oh, back yeah. there oh, yeah. to return a punt at that stadium, nobody oh, yeah. left their seats. Oh, yeah. No one. He was exciting now. No one that's, left their that's seats. Such disrespectful. Not on those. So tell me why. So I am very, like, I literally laughed out loud. I was like, they didn't put Pac-Man on there. So well, they didn't put Pac-Man on as a corner because he, because part of his package was that he was a, uh, I'm sorry. They didn't, yeah. They didn't put Pac-Man Jones on as a cornerback because part of his excitement was as a, re- as a returner. So Either he was going to be well, one or the other. Interceptions return. Yeah, for touchdowns. Yeah, he had some of that. No, I'm not saying he didn't. Uh, you know, he was was good corner. But I'm just saying that part of his package of what made him exciting is his return capability. And you don't think he belongs in the cornerback? Well, list? Who, Justin, who else? Who else? Okay, is there? Justin. Okay, who else is there? Uh, Cody Sensenball. Now come on now. Nick Harper. 
Christian Fulton. Christian. He's Logan, still playing. Logan Ryan, <laughs> Samari Roll, Cortland Finnegan, uh, Alteran Werner, Adoree Jackson, Ronaldo yeah. Hill, Trace Ty Smith, Andre Wolfolk, Danan Sidney. Andre Wolfolk? Yeah. Malcolm Butler, Donald Mitchell, LaShawn Sims, Andre Dyson, Jason McCourty. See what I mean? So, You're telling me Adam Pacman Jones isn't on that list? Uh, Nobody said he had to win. No, he's yeah. not on that list. Well, it's it's obviously he's not listen, an option. The fact that he wasn't on the return list means it was intentional. <laughs> that's, that's exactly my point. The return list. <laughs> now maybe that, but the return list is obvious. If you've got him over just if you got on, Justin, Justin McCarron, come on now. Over Adam Pacman Jones, that means you went out of your way. Mace and Mar- Mariani. Mark. Mark Mariani. Mar- Mark Mariani, yeah. You and said Derek Mace, Mason. You said, oh, Mace. Oh, Mason. Derek Mason. Okay, my man. Those two belong on there. Sure, sure, sure. Are you kidding me? McCarran's over Pac-Man? No, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking at. I think it has to do with the negative, though. You, yeah, know, you think? Quite a few negative what? things. What? <laughs> Parties late night. What did he do? <laughs> what are you talking about? Something happened? I can take it out to you. Did you hear something no, we didn't hear? No, that? we can't. You no, know, we're, no, we we're, we're over. Oh, we're done. Take, we're take done. a break. Take a break. We'll come back. More of the McFarland Show next. Prince's Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot chicken, with three locations serving Middle Tennessee, south on Nolensville Road, 5th and Broad, downtown, and the new location at Tanger Outlet Mall. You can now order your favorite flavor of heat online at princesshotchicken.com. And don't forget dessert, including special holiday pies. Prince's Hot Chicken in three locations and princesshotchicken.com. Prince's Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot chicken, We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Mokara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, And anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Brian Dennis Roofing and Construction is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by Brian Dennis Roofing and Construction, serving up to 45 miles from Nashville with quality and pride since 1994. Specializing in residential and light commercial, storm damage repairs, roofing, gutters, insurance claims, and much more. Call 615-484-1425. 615-484-1425. That's Brian Dennis Roofing and Construction. They're professionals who care. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in the Emerald City as the Pittsburgh Steelers come into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Hawks know how to fly thanks to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. You know, Smith throwing a slant by the goal line. Is it caught? Yes. Touchdown, DK Metcalf. The Steelers always get the stop thanks to the electric defense of TJ Watt. It's the Steelers at the Seahawks this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Apparently, according to Damon Keene, our fine producer, there seemed to be a stigma around Pac-Man Jones, according to him. Did something happen? Something happened. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. He won't tell us. He won't divulge. That was Pac-Man involved in something? Apparently he was, I don't know, involved in something. Well, I, I met know. his father, so his father was pretty radical too, by the way. His dad. Radical. Pretty a, radical. His dad uh-huh. came to a concert with chains on, and uh-huh. uh, it was a gospel event we had. And his dad was there. I mean, like, really? Did you ever DJ a Pac-Man event? No. No? I, was, I wasn't in that. DJ Damon wasn't there? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been All X-rated right. probably. <laughs> I don't mm. think I was allowed to go mm. to those kind of parties, mm-hmm. <laughs> even at forty years old. I forgot the concert at Bridgestone, and I don't think I don't know if this ever got. I think it, maybe it did get public. Mm. Him and his crew got kicked out of a suite. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. That was yeah. That was leaked out there. <laughs> did it get out? It did get out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what was the show again. I don't. Remember. I don't remember the show. I think it was. Um, but they were they were allegedly allegedly using um, illegal drugs in yeah. the suite. And apparently, you could smell it. I don't know. That's just allegedly it, allegedly that you could smell stuff. That was the that, that was the allegation. The I mean, that's just what was being. That is what there. people were saying at I the time. Have no idea if that it was a long time true. ago. Yeah. I don't even know. It's, we should probably talk about the six pack of picks now. Yeah, six pack of before picks. Before we let's do it. We should have we, a nifty uh nifty uh open, but we don't. It's okay. All right, let's do this. Uh let's review if we have, if we must. Last week uh I was three and three. You were four and two. No. Ah. I missed on the Bengals, you hit on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. We both had the Browns winners, both mm-hmm. had the Seahawks winners. Yeah. I had the Bucks. You had the Jags. Mm. So I won that. Mm. You lost. Mm. You had the Dolphins. I had the Cowboys. Winner for you. Yeah. And we both had the 49ers. Loser. Yeah. So I am 39 and 51 on the year. Ugh. You're 51 and 39. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, I don't really so, know what to say. Well, I'd say that you've been a lot better than me. <laughs> That's what you can say. A lot better. Really shocked. Glad I wasn't betting on my picks. Yeah. You should have been betting on I your I should have been betting on mine. Yeah. I think we, me and the wife, have 
been talking about that recently. Yeah, you'd have well, a well, newer, newer car out there. Yeah. Maybe, be really nice. Maybe need to do something about that. Maybe like a Cadillac or something. No, no, no. no I wouldn't go that route. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. What would be your would dream? Different. What's your dream vehicle? If you could, like, Justin, go pick anything you want. It, it It's, well, it used to be the big body uh, uh, Lexus, the, X, the, the uh, Lexus LS. Um, but now I'm in SUVs now. So now um, there's this Audi um, all electric big body thing hmm. that's really nice. Okay. Or the, and the brand new MDX from uh, from Acura okay. is really nice. So I need to test drive a few more to be honest with you. I'm not sure what the dream car is because I haven't sat in enough of them yet. If you'd have done your games, you'd you had one of those cars. Okay. So here we go. New week. Lions and the Cowboys, by the way. This is the game tomorrow night. So there is an right. NFL game tomorrow night. It's Lions a good one. at Cowboys? At the Cowboys. Dallas favored by five and a half. Give me the Cowboys. Uh, I, too, am taking the Cowboys. I think the celebration by the Lions, they're in. First yep. time, 30 years. Yep. Been praised all week. Yep. Due for a letdown. Dallas, let's be honest. When have they done all their winning? At home. Yep. So. I think uh, this one's pretty easy for me. I'm going Cowboys. Yep. Dolphins at the Ravens. Ravens favored by three and a half. <sighs> Dolphins hard. at the Ravens. Yeah. Wow. Oh, boy. Give, yeah, yeah, mm. give, me, give me the Dolphins. Okay. Boy. I struggled with this give one. Give me the Dolphins. I really did because I'm like, Baltimore went across the country. Monday Night Football coming all the way back. Short week. Uh, but I went with the Ravens. I struggled, though. Yeah. I really, this one was hard. Yeah, that's a hard one. It is a hard one. Uh, Titans at the Texans. Texans by four and a half. Uh, give me the Texans. Texans are, give me the Texans. Uh, I, too, took the Texans. Yeah. Three college games. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's All go. Right. let's go down to Orlando. Iowa and Tennessee. Balls by six and a half. Yeah, the Vols. Me too. Yeah, the Vols. Boy, I mean, there's just no way. If they don't Iowa. win by more than six and a half, yeah, I'm not taking Iowa. There's there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I'm not taking Iowa. Alabama and Michigan. Wolverines by one and a half. Oh, Alabama. At the, you know, the, the I I had to convince myself the other day with the numbers that we ran until Michigan's Michigan's got to show me against one of these SEC teams, that they can do something beyond what we've read. The history yeah. would tell us that they can't. Yeah. So Haven't won a bowl game since Harbaugh's been their coach. The, they can't bust 20 points yeah. can't against score. an SEC team. Yeah. So let's find out. So you know I had Bama as well. And finally, Texas and Washington. Huskies by three and a half. Texas. Me too. I got Texas as well. well we, that's the first time in a while. And it's probably a good thing for me. Have we agreed all the way down? Uh, no. The only difference is it went, we had one difference: Cowboy or the Ravens, uh, Dolphins. Ravens, game. Dolphins. That's it. All right. So, all right. That's probably a good week for me. But your <laughs> record's been good. Yeah. Why did I do that this earlier? I think maybe you just follow your picks. I'm starting to think I'm a, now. I'm afraid now. I feel like I'm heading towards one in five here. All right. We'll take our final break of 2023. Come back and call it a year. Do that next. 
Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Granger presents the ones who get it done as the college football season progresses. The excitement continues to grow with packed stadiums and cheering crowds. Each team still dreams of winning the college football national championship, but come January 1st, only four teams will remain in contention. The question is, will Georgia be one of the four, and can they pull off another championship for a three-peat? Only time will tell. The ones who get it done has been sponsored by Granger. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Say, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high-quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So, call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Granger.com. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's a Star Leasing com to learn more. It's the NHL Winter Classic on Sports USA, and we ring in the new year in Seattle as the Kraken host the Vegas Golden Knights at the outdoor home of the Mariners. It'll be an action-packed matchup of the NHL's newest franchises. The Knights know how to cash in their shots with Eichel and Stone. The Kraken will defend with Dunn, Larson, and Grubauer between the pipes. It's the Cup champion Golden Knights and the Kraken outside in Seattle. New Year's Day on your home for the NHL playoffs and the Stanley Cup, Sports USA. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. This is it. Final four minutes. And then we'll see you next year. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of ready for next year. 2023's been okay. It's had some good spots. And then yeah. stuff, it's like, whatever. 
Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to a new year. So I wouldn't wouldn't say 2023 was a banner year for me. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready for a, a fresh start, a fresh calendar. Yeah, I am. What about too. you? I am 100% looking forward to a brand new year. Yeah. Uh, brand new number, please, um, is what I'm looking forward to with 2024. Uh, 2023 was, was good uh, and, and bad and in a lot of different ways, but I am really looking forward to the new year and and looking forward to continuing to do to do this and as we end the show I just want to continue cuz I haven't said it in a while but I still mean it every day thank you to um, my good friend over here sitting a few feet from me Darren McFarland for waking me up from a nap one day and uh and calling me and asking me if I was interested in talking sports for a couple of hours a day is that right I didn't I don't think you've ever told me that you were what? taking a nap yeah I've never shared that with you right yeah, <laughs> I don't no, think I, you've yeah told me. right right um no the, <laughs> and I'm forever grateful because he could have picked a lot of different people uh to come in here and sit in this seat and talk with him and and talk with uh news and sports makers from across uh the mid-state and across the country and he chose me for whatever the reason first one on the list and what for whatever first the one. reason that you chose me i'm grateful for it and i'm appreciative to uh of course the legendary damon king who again most people don't know and it's true uh the first time i was ever on a radio station anywhere on the planet was damon king who put me on radio back in 1999 when the Tennessee Titans were making their playoff run and he needed somebody to talk football because his station at the time didn't have anyone to talk football at all. So someone hooked us up and Damon King put me on the radio for the first time ever in uh, that 99 playoff run. So I'm appreciative to Damon mm. forever for that. Thank you, good sir. Mm, OG. All right. What's up, OG? Thank you. I feel so honored. I mean, I, you know, I, I forget sometimes. You don't remember people, that, but he did. Sometimes it, and it's I true. forget the people I run into. I mean, really, seriously, because it's been so many years, you know, but, and I've seen you grow so much. So I got to give you <clears throat> kudos for that. But Thank then you. he shrunk. He grew and then he shrunk. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I grew gonna, up and then I, I grew out. Say that. <laughs> now I've shrunk he grew back up. in. <laughs> the music should be playing. He grew out. Here we are. <laughs> Thank you, sir. He said, cut that off. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Damon Darren, King. thank you for letting me be a part of well, your We're glad you're a part of it, man. We, uh, In all seriousness, we have fun. Yeah. We poke fun at each other, yeah. and we have fun. Uh, thanks to Ted and Adam Johnson Without for making question. this happen. And too. the incredibly hard, you guys have no idea, but the hard work those two men put into this station yep. every day. Thank you to both of them for the blood, sweat, and tears. No doubt. And to you who have uh, been with us in 2023 and we can't wait for you to be with us in 2024 be safe happy new year we'll talk to you in 2024 we'll see you then Sports Radio, this is the Zach Gelb Show.